Time once again for the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL with you. And it's one of those breaking news Built by Bama online podcast on this Friday morning. And here to do that with us is the publisher of BamaOnline.com, Tim Watts. And typically when we hear from Tim, as you know, it involves recruiting at the University of Alabama. And with that, Tim, some big news on the 2020 class front on this Friday morning as the Crimson Tide picks up an offensive weapon of note. Yeah, Alabama's dug in and went into Louisiana and landed this running back, Kyle Edwards. And what makes him so interesting to me is he's already got offers from schools like Alabama, Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan's in there. And apparently Jim Harbaugh's right. They cannot beat the SEC. Um, but <laughs> this is a SEC. Oh, that guy. They But they have the uh, – you know, this is a guy who played behind John Emery, who was considered the top two running back in the nation last year, along with Trey Sanders. So he didn't have a lot of opportunity. He still rushed for 700 yards and I believe double-digit double uh, touchdowns. But this is a guy I believe he's going to have a huge senior year just based on the offers and the people who are looking at him. When you watch him, he's different than John Emery. You know, that you know that five-star running back is usually a little shiftier. But this guy, between the tackles, good speed, a bulldozer, knows how to run. You know, a terrific job by Pete Golden. I know the Alabama staff's really high on him. And I know his own coaching staff's really high on him. You know, and you said it, looking at some tape of Kyle Edwards this morning, he absolutely looks like the kind of back Alabama traditionally, especially under Nick Saban, has been attracted to. Um, And even before Nick Saban, kind of reminiscent of a guy like Roy Upchurch from the mid-aughts that went on to do some nice things, some versatility that you could kind of anticipate with a guy like Kyle Edwards. Uh, and then most recently, maybe maybe Brian Robinson from a couple of years ago uh, yeah, right think, here in Tuscaloosa. I think people get caught up so much in the five-star, like Alabama being heavily involved with Zach Evans, you know, having committed his teammate as well. And Zach's a freaky type running back in his own right, uh, definitely deserving of his five-star ranking. But there's something to be said about these blue-collar guys. I remember when all the fuss, nobody even wanted to talk about Eddie Lacy. Everybody wanted to talk about Trent Richardson. Trent was a great running back, but I don't think there's any doubt Eddie Lacy had just as good a career, especially a better career in the National Football League. So this is one of those guys, you come in, workhorse, you probably don't have to de-recruit him and humble him as much you probably have a kid that comes in and that's the thing that stood out talking to people about him universally other college coaches other you know his own coaches this kid is a is a is a workhorse he likes to get after it uh i mean just look at him he's played behind john emory for three years of his life you know apparently you know there's a kid right there that's willing to wait his turn he's got his turn coming up and i expect him to do big things as a senior yeah, and so that obviously leads us right into the Zachary Evans question at the running back position. Obviously, Alabama's been heavily involved with the five-star running back from Houston, Texas, has his high school teammate, as you said, already committed for the 2020 class. What are we to take this Edwards commitment to mean, Tim, when it comes to uh, Zach Evans? You know, I think with Zach, I mean, Zach's kind of player, I think, anybody's going to find room for even the day before signing day. But from the Alabama standpoint, I think they're looking at, hey, two super productive running backs. And I mean, people haven't aren't even really talking about Roy Dale Williams, the commitment from Hueytown, but they should be talking about this kid. Another big game last night, rushed for 3000 yards. 
it's not easy to rush for 3,000 yards. I don't care where you're at, but especially in the state of Alabama facing a 9- and 10-man front, averaged almost 10 yards a carry, so it's not a guy rushing 30 times to get to 100 yards per game. So Alabama, these these guys are pretty complementary to each other, and when you look at them, both in that six foot one range, well-built, 205, 210 pounds, and add to them Trey Sanders, you know, if everything goes right, he is expected to recover, be healthy next year. You got three guys all in that same range that run between the tackles, move the chains, fall forward, and do all the things you want them to do. Yeah, I was going to say, when you look at Roy Dell Williams, already a part of this class, and you watch the tape of Kyle Edwards, you see a nice compliment, right, with these two guys, because Williams is certainly dynamic, can hit the home run. You said it got his senior season off to a very good start in the win over Homewood last night for Hueytown. Um, so from that perspective, running styles, kind of what these two guys bring to the table, uh, it makes some sense. Yeah, and those are you're right. All three of those guys sort of fit into the same type mold. And then when you mix in a guy like like Keelan Robinson, who I keep hearing good things about, he plays bigger than he is. He's a guy. And Jerome Ford, there's nice compliments to each other. Do a little bit of different things. Three guys that are that, that traditional running back at Alabama, and then you have a couple of guys that the little bit better pass catchers and. And, and, you know, versatile and better in the open field, used to being in the open field. So you've got a lot going on right there. And like I said, I understand the fans getting excited about a five-star recruit and, and especially with Alabama and Georgia competing the way they are. And a lot of people believe Zach will end up at, at Georgia. And believe me, I don't think there's a person in this world who knows what Zach Evans will do on signing day. I don't care what they say. Zach Evans, he's a, he's, he's a different kind of kid. You know, Najee Harris was similar to that. They just a little bit wilder, a little bit freer. So um, still a long way to go in that. But uh, I think when you look at what they've got, when they watch this film, they're going to first thing they're going to see is a three star and they're going to, you know, they're probably going to be upset. The second thing they should see is the film and they're going to be less upset. And this is a kid. All the national guys are watching has his place in the sun. It's his time to shine. So he's got every right to, to move up. I mean, his offer list is certainly one of the best when it comes to strong, powerful running backs. Penn State, Notre Dame, Alabama, those are some schools with some really good with a really good running back history. And you said it first and foremost in this offense, doesn't matter who the play caller is, doesn't matter who the coordinator is, the running back position first and foremost, going to have to be able to get it done between the tackles. I mean, that's been a non-negotiable. Uh, of this program and you've seen it with guys like Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry going back to Glenn Coffey early on in the Saban era and style wise that's the sort of running back Alabama looks to be getting in Kyle Edwards now let's talk about the the primary individuals responsible in this recruitment looks like another nice pickup for Pete Golding down there in the state of Louisiana, Tim. It is Pete Golding. You know, that's another thing you have to like Pete's, you know, a young guy, terrific recruiter has good connections in that state. I know he took Christian Harris last year and all I heard was Christian was too soft to play linebacker. You know, I heard a million reasons Christian couldn't play linebacker Alabama university of Alabama staff never bought into that. And he's already, uh, you know, you know, making a dent. And regardless of Josh McMillan's injury, I still think that this is a kid that's going to be hard to keep off the field. He hasn't shown any indication that he's soft, and you're certainly not going to be soft starting on the inside linebacker position in the SEC for Alabama or for anybody, really. So Pete does a good job. He's on this kid early. And like I said, the guy's already got – it's hard to call him a sleeper with the offers he's got. But he's got an opportunity here 
to really blow up. And my guess is there was a lot. This is why I think it was a really smart move for Alabama. I think a lot of teams were watching to see his first game or two of his senior film because it's his time to shine. It's his, his starting position. And then I think he would have had even more offers. And I still think that's the case. Yeah, and give us again an idea of the competition. Uh, what you had some Big Ten programs very interested of note, uh, Notre Dame, I guess. What what was that sort of pool of of programs involved with Kyle Edwards in addition to Alabama sort of looking like? Oh, I mean, you've already got SEC. We haven't mentioned Mississippi State or Texas A&M and other guys who have offered. Uh, you know, the coach said everyone in the country is recruiting the guy. I mean, obviously the competition was pretty good already, and it will continue to be good because this kid will have other offers. Um, you know, of course, it'll be curious. He's an hour or so from LSU, so it's going to be curious to see if he wants to – if LSU offer would make any kind of difference. I have no idea right now, but it could be a case. You know, you see a lot of these teammates when they – when one stays under in the other one's shadow for a few years, the last place he wants to go is to the same school. We kind of saw that last a couple of years ago with 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 Pat Sertain and Tyson Campbell. They, you know, Tyson was and them. They were just ready to go to different schools and shine on their own. So still a lot of variables, still a lot to lot to figure out, you know. And of course, you know, we're four months from National Signing Day, but I think it's a terrific move from Alabama, especially on hitting on their needs, trying to get this kid to sign early, and then going on to focus on other positions. And to reiterate, does this mean Alabama cools on Zach Evans possibly, or is this a guy that you sort of spoke to earlier that there's always going to be a spot for? I think with Zach, it's not so much how hard you recruit him. It's just sort of what Zach's feeling. You know, I, th- I think that most schools will recruit. I mean, if you're not hearing from Zach, you're probably wasting your tra- time trying to get in on Zach. If you're hearing from Zach, you probably have a shot. I just think he's a guy that's just going to sort of go with the flow. And he's already had some ebbs and flows. I mean, there's been a lot of talk with he was a Bama lock. He was at Texas A&M lock. He's now a Georgia lock. So I think he's enjoying the recruiting process. You know, again, a very physically gifted kid, um, you know, a little bit different than we're used to with recruits as far as, you know, he, he, he had some interviews where he likes football, but he doesn't love it. It's not his life. He has outside interests. So, uh, he's a guy that's going to be hard to predict, and, um, you know, I don't think – and I, the one thing I do know is I've had a dozen or more coaches tell me there's no way this is over until National Signing Day, till his – till Penn meets the paper. So I think you definitely – if Zach calls, you pick it up, and you definitely reach out to see how Zach's doing. Is Zach Evans a guy that could possibly carry over into February, or is he a mid-year guy? Is he going to need to go ahead and get it done in December? Uh, is that what, what's the sort of plan? Do we even do we know that with? with no, Nintendo? there's there's not really like an iron, you know, an ironclad plan. I think at one point he had thought about committing early and getting it behind him his senior year. But I know he's still planning to take visits. So even if you've committed and taken visits, your recruitment's obviously not over. So um, I got to say, I'm hesitant to predict anything on Zach. He's a terrific player. Whoever gets him is going to be lucky to get him. Um, but I do think that, you know, um, it's going to be there's going to be some twists and turns on that ride. Yeah, Tim, as we let you go, uh, you're very familiar with the 2019 class and the freshmen that are in line to make a big contribution uh, for this next Alabama football team. I guess in some ways pretty predictable when you look at the likes of Evan Neal, uh, maybe a little bit of a surprise to see DJ Dale. Uh, is is high up on the depth chart as as he has risen so quickly since coming on campus uh, back in the winter. Uh, just a quick thought or two about uh, this latest 
installment of Alabama freshman. You know, DJ's a guy I'm super proud proud of. He was a he was during the recruiting process. A lot of people looked at him and thought he was slow and he wasn't in as good a shape. I mean, you know as well as I do, a lot of high school seniors are not eating as well. They don't know the difference between a grilled chicken sandwich, a fried chicken nugget, and, you know, a really good meal and a bad meal. But I think DJ went in and committed himself to a new, t- new uh, nutrition program. And on top of that, a weight room. And you can see the difference just in his body. I mean, the work ethic has always been there. That's why when you talk to any school in the Birmingham area or anybody that played them, they would tell you DJ Dell was the best player in the state. Unstoppable. I saw him at Thompson High School. It's sort of similar to Terrence Cody rushing the middle where everybody's trying to keep him out of, you know, clothes <laughs> in that pocket. So DJ's not surprising. Uh, definitely got in shape. His work ethic is what set him out. You know, John Battle's a guy I've heard a lot of people say who's going to be special. And when you look at this class, we had a, you know, you ranked the, you did the rankings on the top 10 freshmen. And I, I did the, uh, the award room on the freshmen on, on BamOnline.com. And it's unbelievable the level of talent that's there. I'm not hearing a lot of negative about anybody. Um, you know, obviously Trey Sanders was a guy that's about to stand out. Evan Neal was a guy that was that that had a chance that has a chance to play a lot. He's already impressing everybody, but the depth of that thing is just is just is just unbelievable. That class, I mean, it's kind of a bold statement, but I think at the end of the day, this class in a lot of ways could turn out to be similar to that, you know, that that Jerry Judy class or that Julio Jones class. I think defensively, I had another college coach tell me that is by far the best defensive line signed in the history of recruiting. So yeah, and it's, inter- it's interesting because Antonio Alfano, uh, so highly regarded, and you can see it by the way when you watch Antonio Alfano uh, out there on the practice field, it, it's it's obvious what everyone else has seen uh, in the freshman defensive lineman. But like a lot of young people trying to work through some issues here. In the last few days, but good to see him back in the mix uh, at Thursday's practice, Tim. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy with the unlimited ability. I mean, a lot of the people I've talked to have told me that, you know, DJ obviously is taking the reins early on. and and uh, uh, But those other guys aren't far behind. Byron Young and, and Ishmael Sosfer, he was, he was signed by Pete Golding. Those are two kids that probably have a lot better chance of playing as true freshmen if they're there in January, you know, as an early enrollee, that extra spring is just yeah. so huge. Not to say Ish and, and, and Byron aren't going to be really good players because they're expected to be. But, you know, those other guys have a five-month head start on them. And that's a lot getting ready for a season because you show up, you know, the last, you know, the last 17 Junes of your life was you laying around eating Fruit, Lo- fruit Loops in your boxers <laughs> with your mom yelling at you to clean up your room. So now you've got Excel at Tatum tell you to run another hundred, you know. So there's an adjustment period, but, you know, the, that class was a terrific job, especially coming off that 2018 class that was pretty disappointing. But uh, all early indications point, that's not just the number one class on p- paper. That's the number one class. Yeah, Justin Aboigby, too, yes. uh, was a guy yep. that showed up, showed up ready in January. Now he looks like a third-year guy after right. four or five months. As you said, it's it's amazing now how big a transformation these young guys can make from a day to August 1st. And and because of what you talked about, the nutrition plan that's in place, uh, the strength and conditioning program, uh, it used to be a thing where you, you might need a year to really see it from a, a freshman going into his second year. 
Now you're seeing it in three or four months. Evan Neal, uh, kind of the same way as well. Today's pod, though, centering on Kyle Edwards, the latest commitment for the Alabama Crimson Tide in the class of 2020, the running back from Destrahan High School down in the state of Louisiana. Anything else, Tim, as uh, we get out of here with this breaking Built by Bama online pod? No, just ready for that season. I think everybody's at that stage. I know that if, you know, all right now they're so desperate to play football that any small news is is huge news. So I'm ready for the season. There you go. Tim Watts, publisher of BamaOnline.com. As always, great, great stuff, whether it's team or recruiting related, right there at BamaOnline.com. Thanks for listening to the Built by Bama Online podcast. Thanks to Tim Watts. We'll talk to you again real soon.